0: Welcome to another episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. This is Sean Gaylord. For those of you who are either new to this podcast or if you've listened to previous episodes of the podcast, the vision of this podcast is to explore that beautiful intersection where arts and music and education and leadership and culture, where all of those realms come together, creating this beautiful synergy and service and support of schoolhouses and organizations all over the world. I am very honored that two of my guests on this episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast also hover around that same intersection. And it's wonderful when you're able to connect and find kinship with those who appreciate that beautiful intersection between arts, music, and education. I'm honored to welcome... Dr. Monique M. Chisholm and Ed McGee. Let me tell you a little bit about my new bandmates. Monique Chisholm is the Smithsonian's Undersecretary for Education. As Undersecretary for Education, Chisholm is responsible for defining the institution's educational priorities. She oversees the Smithsonian's collective initiatives, communication strategies, and funding for programs that benefit learners of all ages. Chisholm holds a bachelor's degree from Ohio University and a master's degree from Central Michigan University, both in interpersonal and public communication, and she also holds a doctorate from Michigan State University in American Studies. Ed McGee is the executive director for Fender Play Foundation, and as the executive director for Fender Play foundation. He upholds the mission of the Fender Play Foundation, which is to equip, educate and inspire the next generation of player in school and after school. Since the summer of 2020, provided string instruments to over 15,000 LA Unified School District middle and elementary school students. Both of my friends are joined under the upcoming event that's taking place in Washington, D.C., and it's also online all through the Smithsonian Institute, and that is the National Education Summit. It's taking place July 18th through the 20th. They'll talk a little bit more about uh, their connection, and uh, we'll also talk a little bit more about this event that is taking place in July, And, and I might add this event is free. Yes, free for all educators. Sit back, relax, and I know that you will be inspired and uplifted by the words and stories shared by Monique and Ed. I learned so much from them in our hour-long conversation, and I didn't want it to end. And I'm very grateful that they were able to be on this episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. This is Sean Gaylord. As I said at the top of this episode, that i have some very special guests here in our uh, virtual podcast studio and i'm very very grateful uh and honored to have some folks that uh we get to play in the band with uh for um the next uh next <laughs> I, I again i can probably talk for a few hours with with uh, with my new friends monique and, and ed because um, we are all, as, as we said before the uh, episode began uh, in our pre-show conversation, we are all at the same intersection where music and education and the arts all kind of gather. And, and sometimes at that intersection, when, when we get in our respective gigs... Um sometimes it's hard to, to see who, who's around us. And, and I'm very, very grateful that I was able to kind of look over my, my virtual uh, shoulder and uh, was able to connect with uh, Monique Chisholm, who is the Undersecretary for Education for the Smithsonian Institute. Welcome, Monique.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Sean, for having us on.
0: It is an honor. And, and then also on my other shoulder, and uh, I, I saw in the distance uh Stratocasters and telecasters and 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 then I started thinking about Clapton and 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 George Harrison and I see uh we have Ed McGee, the executive director for the Fender Play Foundation. Welcome Ed.
2: Thank you so much Sean. I uh, got a little rosewood uh, spread for you that maybe you can uh, have a look at. it.
0: <laughs> you well well, you had me at Fender. So um <laughs> but, but and then rosewood you just you just upped the ante um There you
2: go. You know, oh, for those man. who know, they know, huh?
0: Yes, they do. Oh my gosh! So, all right, all right. There's, there's going to be like, I, I, I think, I think Monique and Ed, there are going to be like s- several thousand rabbit holes that that we are getting ready to go down uh, in in our time on the Principal Liner Notes podcast. So, uh I, as I said, I, I will gladly be the uh, the the Miles Davis to your Bill Evans and and John Coltrane, and, and we're just going to freeform it, okay? Sounds awesome. good. Awesome. Um, I would love to talk about it. I know that there's there's all kinds of things on on the horizon. Um, but 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 before we get into the events, Monique, I, I would love to hear, um, kind of a little bit about your story and and background, uh, in in music and and education.
1: Love to tell you a little bit. So you know, it's funny when I look back on my my education experiences, I think that my passion for education actually started when I was 14. I'm not going to take you all the way back to when I was 14, but the pivotal thing that happened there is that I um, had the opportunity to go to a performing arts school. So the School for the Creative and Performing Arts in Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm. And I think at that time, I took it for granted how We just connected music, art, dance, theater, and how that was just an integral part of the way in which we learned. And, you know, I know that that experience actually taught me about rigor. It taught me about the importance of, you know, collaboration and teamwork. It taught me about um, how to work with others to get things done and just persistence and perseverance. And, you know, fast forward 25 years later, my professional career we know that um, an integrated arts education actually improves outcomes for students. And mm-hmm. so my my journey through, you know, being a teacher for eight years, working at the Illinois State Board of Education at state level policy, the US Department of Education, and now here at the Smithsonian, I have carried that commitment for the integration of arts and education in every step, state, local, federal policy along the way. And so, you know, I just um understand from a firsthand experience, but then also at a policy level what it means to have a focus on on arts integration.
0: Hmm. that uh, integration and 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 we're going to go well, that's definitely a rabbit hole that will go down. So thank you for sharing uh, that. Ed. What about you, my friend? your uh, your kind of connection and story and background with uh, music and education?
2: Awesome. Well, thanks, Sean. I, I'm the son of two amazing public school educators in uh, in Lafayette, uh, Louisiana. From Lafayette, Louisiana, uh, a Naval Academy graduate, and uh, I'll, I'll borrow an analogy from one of your recent podcasts. I'm I'm kind of in the 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 third. I'm launching the third album of my career, and it's huh. in, in terms of career albums. Album number one was the U.S. Marine Corps. I was an aviator, uh, flying A sixes and F 18s I had spent 15 years on active duty in the Marines. Uh, album number two was really corporate America, operations and uh, a supply chain. So I, I spent a decade at Harley Davidson in operations and manufacturing, uh, just about seven years at Fender Musical Instruments Corporation. So we'll, we'll start talking about music in a second here. And uh, I, I'm currently um, the VP for strategic operations at Belmont University in Nashville, so in Music City. So uh, education and music just keep rolling back into my life. Uh, while I was at Fender launching album two, there uh, career mm-hmm. album two, uh, I was co-president of the Fender Play Foundation, and we'll we'll get into the the story of the Fender Play Foundation. But it was a real unique opportunity that was born out of the crises of the global pandemic, mm-hmm. and uh, we we had some I mean just did some amazing work with the team at LA Unified. Uh, to equip, educate, and inspire the next generation of players, and uh, again, we'll dive into it uh, a little bit more later. Uh, that work inspired uh, our work with California Proposition Twenty-Eight. So, uh, we—I was literally in a room where it happened, where we kicked off the work for a voter-led ballot initiative that permanently funded music and arts education in the state of Cali- California to the tune of uh, roughly a billion dollars a year. So. I've taken those lessons, and I'm at university now, and you know, diving into leadership. And uh, we've got the Curb College here at uh, at Belmont University of Entertainment and Music Business. And you can't live and work in Nashville without really being touched by the amazing music and more importantly, musicians uh, that that make up this uh, this really amazing city. So that's my wow, story. I,
0: that's Ed. I well, first of all, semper fi, man. And um... <laughs> And, uh, and 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 uh, Music City. I again, I I, I shared with you in, in our pre pre episode con- convo that uh you know my my in laws, uh, my sister in law and brother in law, had lived in Nashville. So and and that was a hard city. At uh, any time I visit there, that's a very hard city. For me to leave, because uh, <laughs> it truly is—it truly is Music City in, in in every sense of the word. And and uh, and and Monique, uh, you know, I, I lived in in D.C. I started my teaching career there. Uh, you know, I did did my uh, undergrad um, there at Catholic University in, in in Washington, and then I got my first master's uh, at Trinity University in D.C. So uh, D.C. and the Smithsonian is is very much embedded in 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 my groove and 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 the smithsonian is also a hard place for me to leave uh i'm i'm an air and space geek i'm an american history geek i taught american history um early on in my career and 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 i have a lot of fond memories of field trips and and visits there as as a child but I i would love for you to riff on the the integration of smithsonian and with, with music and education. How how, do, how how do those worlds intersect? You talked a little, you touched on it briefly, but I, I'd love for you to riff a little bit more.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad that you love the Smithsonian. And it's it's really a magical place. And while I have lived in the DC area for for 10 years, I um and of course I've been to our museums. I did not have a full kind of appreciation of the comprehensive and expansive nature nature of the Smithsonian resources until I started working here two years ago, and I do I have to say like every day I feel like I uncover a little gem, and so it really is a magical place. Uh, most people know the Smithsonian because of our museums, and um, you know we have twenty one museums. Uh, we have science centers. We have education centers we even have an astrophysical center in boston oh, so wow. we, yeah we have we have a little bit of everything for everyone but i bet you would be surprised to know that the smithsonian's combined musical resources constitute the world's largest museum music music collection so we have a plethora of um opportunities for people to engage in music education in all forms, just for pleasure, but also then in a, in a real scholarly way uh, to kind of examine different aspects of history, culture, um, art. And that really is the secret sauce of the Smithsonian. We are uniquely positioned at that intersection of art, music, culture, history, science that gives us the opportunity to explore something like the civil rights movement through music you know, uh, looking at a historical time period and really thinking about the ways in which communities, individuals connected to the movement through through music and song. We have, um, you know, our Smithsonian Folkways recordings and mm-hmm. specifically we have um, resources through our, our learning pathways. We have um, our jazz masterwork orchestra and we have related lesson plans there we have like a whole collection that just focuses on migration and identity so we we have we have like so many resources that connect to different aspects of the learning experience
0: wow that um i know i'm i'm, I'm slated to go up there and and visit and we'll talk more about the 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 conference here but uh and that, that is, I mean, you, you, you had me at intersection of music, but then, you know, mentioning, uh, the folk ways, you know, we, I mean, that is an iconic word in music history. Um, you know, the jazz masterworks, all, all, all of those things. I mean, there, there's just so many, it, it just, it just seems like a goldmine of resources for, for teachers and, 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 and educators, uh, to, to just get lost in. Right.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, last year we came out with our hip hop anthology. And so when I say there's something for everyone, there literally is something for everyone. Wow.
0: So, so Ed, you know, with, with, with Fender and, and, and you talked, you, you talked a little bit about uh, Los Angeles Unified School District, where, where is, how does that, what's to share that story and how does that connect with what's going on at the Smithsonian?
2: Absolutely so uh the the mission of the Fender Play Foundation is to equip educate, and inspire the next generation of player. Our really consequential work uh, was kicked off in crises. so uh, we were the product of the global pandemic in 2020. We got a call from superintendent then Superintendent Austin Butner in late March saying, "Hey, it looks like we're going to be going online for a couple of weeks uh." <laughs> <laughs> that those couple of weeks stretched out a little bit there
0: a couple of years
2: uh, he uh he said uh look we're, we're going to be developing summer enrichment programs and uh they're going to be delivered virtually we've got reading writing and arithmetic covered but we wanted to reach out into the los angeles uh business community and see if we could find partners who would help develop summer enrichment programs so um I gotta give an incredible amount of credit to our CEO Andy Mooney. Uh and he, you know, when when I popped into staff after the call from Superintendent Butner, his I mean there was no hesitation in the yes. And that yes kicked off uh you know six, seven weeks of really intensive work uh with the music and arts team, the music and arts branch at LA Unified, and uh we uh just LA Unified is the second largest school district in the country. And, you know, they said, hey, we wanted to do a pilot. So we were thinking, you know, maybe a couple hundred instruments. And Superintendent Button said, how about a thousand? <laughs> we're like, okay, uh, let, let, let's go figure this out. Uh, so we we were able to work with just amazing, passionate educators. Uh, Dr. Stephen McCarthy, uh, the principal for the summer was uh, a John Jay Christian uh, Dr. McCarthy at the time was, he headed up music and arts at uh, LA Unified, and we had to do a lot of things in a short period of time. We had to figure out how to deliver instruments to kids' homes, and they they got to keep the instruments. Obviously, with the pandemic, uh, there wasn't really a mechanism for sharing. Uh, we had to develop a curriculum, and again, we worked with, uh, with John Trey and Dr. McCarthy and the staff to develop a synchronous and asynchronous, a really unique synchronous and asynchronous methodology for teaching kids that integrated the Fender Play app. Um, and, uh, the, uh, again, I, I I've got to give just so much credit to the teachers, uh, because we were all just scrambling fit to figure out the best way to really engage the kids at a time where we knew their summers would be incredibly challenging. Mm. Um, and uh, we we got to cranking. And that summer we launched with a thousand instruments, a thousand students. We had over 60 teachers, 11,688 hours of lessons. When we launched, uh, we had uh, kids on electric guitar, acoustic guitar, bass guitar, and ukulele. Uh, we launched, I believe Dr. McCarthy said that we had the largest singular electric bass class <laughs> in the country. Uh, and that was, you know, given the size and the scope of LA Unified. And I I think Monique and I have, have talked about this a number of times, but it was, you know, in the face of crises, folks drop all the pretenses and figure out how to work together to solve complex problems. And the kids needed it. The kids needed us to work together, uh, the school system, uh, industry, Uh, folks who are passionate about equitable access to music and arts education. We all had to work together really, really hard uh, to to pull this program off. And since that summer, we've now served over 20,000 kids in LA Unified. Uh, We've learned an incredible amount of lessons. And uh, just the partnership has been amazing. And watching student outcomes, I mean, incredible student outcomes that were um, actually researched and studied by USC Watching student outcomes in the partnership with uh, with Billie Eilish and Highland Park Schools, and kids getting to participate in her Vogue shoot, Uh, watching outcomes like the smiles on the faces of kids Mm -hmm. when they open up that first instrument, and you know that sense of ownership that I'm going to create something with this beautiful tool and create music with it. I mean, it's inspiring. It, It is absolutely inspiring and. Um, you know, given the opportunity to share that story at uh, Monique's, um, at Dr. Chisholm's educational summit, we're just really excited to to be able to participate.
0: There's a lot of layers there, Ed, that that are are inspiring, and 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 you 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 dropped some really cool riffs there, just in terms of, I mean, I mean, this this sounds like a a movie. <laughs> or, or, or a, or a chapter in a book or, or a Ted talk, uh, or, or a joint Ted talk between, between you and Monique. But I loved how you framed, you know, again, part of the story and this intersection, like, you know, when, and, and, if there's, and sometimes in the podcast, y'all I'll do a, Hey, this is go back and rewind what you just heard Mm -hmm. and what, and what Ed, what you just said about like, and, and I'll paraphrase this a little bit. Um, in, in the face of crisis or when pushed into crisis you know people gather together and and that's when when problems begin to b- become solved um and 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 this is t- to me a, a standing room only gig at the upcoming National education uh Summit in in July so so Monique share more about about this event that's that's coming up and and uh, I know that Ed's story of this partnership uh, with Fender and, and LA school dist- Unified School District is is one of many stories uh, that will be uh, highlighted and, and explored at the National Education Summit in July.
1: Yeah, I, I think that part of what I also just wanted to tap into is that I was, when I first became aware of the work that was happening between vendor and LA Unified School District i was just overwhelmingly happy about this narrative and this story because it it truly shows that when we work together we can really have miraculous outcomes for students you know right um and so it just it really is i think an inspiring story about how uh bringing things together in a way that um Already exist and bringing it into a new space can really create outstanding outcomes. So the the summit this um, that we're we're hosting the Smithsonian National Education Summit. It's the third year that we're offering this. It's totally free. It's there's no registration fees. It'll be both in person and hybrid, so people can join virtually mm-hmm. and. The story that we're highlighting between LA Unified School District and Fender is connected to our theme, Together We Thrive. Yes, And uh, it's the theme is Together We Thrive, fostering a sense of belonging. And as an educator for several decades, I think that I am really concerned about what we're seeing in education spaces today, uh, how it's impacting adults in the systems, but also our students and continue to hear stories of teachers leaving, students dropping out, Mm -hmm. not being able to reconnect or identify students to to get them engaged in the learning experience. And here at the Smithsonian, we're committed to helping to improve student outcomes and making sure that students find learning joyful, that it's engaged, that it's um, exciting and inspiring. And so through the summit, what we're hoping to do is really find the opportunities to talk about how we can cultivate and foster a sense of belonging. And we've intentionally incorporated student voice in many different different ways. And this session, uh, which will be our our closing session for the summit on July 20th, we actually will have the opportunity to talk with two students uh, who participated in this program and they will perform for us live Um, and kind of demonstrate some of their excellent talent and skills.
0: Wow. That, well, I don't think, you know, uh, I'm not going to cry. You're crying. I am
1: crying. I'm crying with excitement. Yes,
0: that is, that is epic. And, and I know, um, you know, as I mentioned, you know, there are a lot of conferences and, and, and the great thing about the noble profession of, of, of teaching. And I do believe, um, it, it is, it is a, it is a vocation. It's a calling and and there's nobility to it is that teachers, as much as we do press pause during the summer today was, was my last day of, of, of school with students uh, for the school year. Um, we're, we're constantly learning you know we if there's one thing I I, I will say about about our our band of, of teachers is that we are committed to learning and growing you know whether whether it is exploring all of the resources that you mentioned Monique uh, earlier about that that are available for for teachers to to use and if, if they want to integrate uh you know arts with history or or music with science or or, or whatever it may be, Um, you know, there's lots of conferences, but, but this, this, this national education summit in, in our nation's capital, um, you, you said free, uh, and, and, and again, Ed, Ed had his rewind moment, uh, in the podcast moment, uh, podcast episode here. And, and, and yes, y'all might, you can rewind it, but, but, uh, Dr. Chisholm did say free for teachers, um, which 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 is amazing. So where uh, I mean is it is is the is the summit all all up and down the mall is is there you know diff- different museums is is there a, is there a venue?
1: Yes, actually um there's so many things that make this summit kind of unique and special. So the in-person experience will be uh, at our Hershorn Museum, Hershorn Sculpture and Art Museum, iconic nice. museum, contemporary art. Um but we are also opening the Arts and Industry Building for our teachers uh, for the summit and so um, the Arts and Industry Building is the first Smithsonian building. Uh, it's been closed since last summer and this will be the first time that we will be able to fill it with educators from across the nation for a specific purpose so I'm, I'm very excited about that. Uh, we also have the opportunity to tap into our other museums and, and the National Zoo. So mm. for those who attend in person, we will actually be doing some special behind the scenes experiences where we'll take uh, the participants um, on a very curated experience that the public just doesn't have an opportunity to engage in. And so, you know, our goal is to to really celebrate educators, acknowledge all of the hard work that they do and, and give them a really unique and special experience. So um, it'll be a combined experience of um, different museums across the mall and the National Zoo and then very special experiences at the Hirschhorn and uh, Arts and Industry Buildings.
0: Yeah, I and, and I love the theme of, 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 the, of the summit, Together We Thrive, Fostering a sense of belonging, and 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 for a lot of well, not, I think for all educators right now, um, that sense of belonging in this post-COVID world uh, that we're in is. I, I think if there's any lesson learned, is is the importance of fostering that that sense of belonging uh, in the classroom. I think it also too for for leaders such as myself, school leaders, making sure. That that we have helped collaborate on on building a culture where everyone feels included and feels that sense of belonging, and, and for me, music is is that entry point. Um, as I've said on this podcast many times before, music is that universal divine language that connects all of us. Um, and and Ed, you you had shared that you know kind of one of the the outcomes. But uh, besides maybe the 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 empirical or or the academic was was seeing the smiles on kids' faces as as they were unwrapping their instruments and 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 that that is a that is a magical moment. Where else did did you in 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 this partnership with with with, with Fender and, and and LAUSD did did you see a, a sense of of, of belonging? take place
2: oh i mean it, just every interaction we, we would have artists check-ins and uh one, one of the just amazing interactions we, we had amazing artists like la Santa cecilia uh kenneth Baseman foster who who's the bass player for uh the artist her uh mm-hmm. you know we just a, a number of artists would volunteer their time to check in with the kids but what was always fun is they would check in uh, you know, they they play something, they tell their story, they would play something and inevitably one kid would say, hey, do you want to hear me play? So <laughs> nice. when they get inspired by the artist, it's really, really amazing. But hearing the artist after they would do the sessions, talk about how inspiring it was for the kids and how courageous they were. And I mean, our, our kids want to be seen. Our, our kids want to their talents mm-hmm. to be showcased and acknowledged. And it it definitely just creates this sense of belonging. Uh, the challenge for a long time during COVID was, you know, we had to do it through Zoom, but that sense of belonging can get created. And uh, it, it was certainly reciprocal because the kids would get very excited. But the most important piece I think was you just see the inspiration and the excitement and the eyes and the voices of the artists as they engage the kids, and that's that's the sense of community that we really really want to build. When we when we started the work for the Fender Play Foundation, we we actually visited um, Washington D.C. Uh, Turnaround Arts, uh, amazing program, and they they recommended this wonderful um, wonderful article from the American Academy of Arts and Science. And uh, the article is titled, Art for Life's Sake, The Case for Arts Education. And um, I just had a, a really motivating quote that's very much tied to the community and connection. It says, this report offers a clarion call to parents, teachers, and governments at the national, state, and local level to recognize the vital role arts education plays in developing empathetic, well-rounded and civically engaged individuals who are prepared to be active members of their community and participants in our democracy. If that doesn't describe a sense of belonging and what we need to be building and instilling in our kids, um, as a Marine Corps veteran, I say, yes, let's do more of this. Uh, It's an investment that has an impact. Monique's investment in teachers is one that has an impact and they deserve a sense of belonging. They deserve leaders who care and see them and their contribution and their sacrifice and all the incredible work that they put into educating our kids. And certainly the arts is, uh, I mean, music moves us, you know, Paul reminds us in Ephesians, you know, Ephesians 5, music stirs us mm. and it is beautiful to see that belonging in the classroom. It's beautiful to see it on Zoom, and uh, you know I'm looking forward to celebrating that in Washington D.C. this summer.
1: So Ed, you're uh, feeling me intellectually and spiritually. So I feel, like yeah, I can <laughs> well, let's build a yeah. cup
2: with music and song. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, some somewhere St. Paul is 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 smiling, and uh, but but. Um, that's that's uh, man, gosh, I'm I'm like I'm like gobsmacked right now because I I'm I'm so inspired yeah. uh, by 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 both of you right now and 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 I hope folks are that, that who are tuning in are getting the same vibe. I mean, I am grinning ear to ear, and I'm maybe a little misty-eyed too because I <laughs> I'm I'm just really moved by this and 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 how cool that the Smithsonian. Is is in tune with with this project, this world changing, life changing project? Like y'all, you know, I'm I'm thinking like, you know, somewhere, in, in the course of of this program, a child picked up a ukulele, a guitar, or a bass from Fender, and 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 as and as y'all talked about. This activation, this integration of of student voice, of of, of and 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 that being a um, a pathway to the sense of belonging, right? And 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 you know who knows, but by, by picking up that instrument, I believe this as an educator and as a principal, you know, in terms of the positive domino effect. And and um, and how well, maybe that student is going to be the next Beethoven, the next Mozart, um, the next Alicia Keys, the next Lennon or McCartney. And if they're not that person, maybe they're going to be the the, the teacher that that knows that's going to go to the Smithsonian and and, and 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 pluck around the archives and and and, and then inspire. Uh, another Beatles or another Rolling Stones or, or another Beethoven uh, uh, or, or, or whomever. I mean, that, that's, that's powerful. Um, Monique, what other, what other things, I mean, I, I I mean, I love Ed, you know, uh, and, but, but I know his is not the only gig at the, uh, at the Institute. What other, what other topics are y'all going to be covering and, and, and and talking about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I just want to, I just kind of want to brag on Ed a little bit and then I'll talk about the other things at the summit, but Please. I think what Ed represents is this really wonderful um, approach to thinking about innovation, because from his yes. his position, he has kind of a, a view of many different things, and he uses that to bring into com- conversation and communication this network. So it's it's through... Um, Fender and Ed's relationship with the Smithsonian—that we were even made aware of their connection to LA Unified School District—and then Ed has helped to leverage that in other spaces, like with the the Boys and Girls Clubs of America, and mm-hmm. you know, providing expertise to our overall education strategy, and and really helping us think through what this means. And you know, Fender Fender can't solve this problem or education crisis that we have across the nation for everyone. But they have provided a tremendous blueprint for what it means to, to have network partnership collaboration uh, to really think through these challenging questions. And so for example, Ed introduced us to to Che Bolden from the Bolden uh company. And mm. uh Che will join us on one of our strands to talk about STEAM education. Yes. And and really what that means for uh Preparation for our workforce. What are the needs of our nation as it relates to to STEAM, and then also um, thinking through that kind of connection of art and design yes. in uh, STEAM education. He also he talks about STEM education, so that's one of our strands is STEAM. And can, can I can I double
2: click on that, Monique? Absolutely. Jay <laughs> is also a former marine. Uh, oh, simplify. His father is Charles Bolden, uh, one of the first African-American astronauts, uh, former head of NASA nice. and my personal hero growing up as a kid. And uh, so their their group InterAstra is absolutely amazing. And they're, they're looking at, you know, equitable access and how we might inspire the next generation of explorers, be they in space, underwater, in science at the Smithsonian, hmm. they really want to take storytelling around exploration and, and look for opportunities to explore that next generation. So it was a great connection. And uh, again, Monique sees the whole, you know, she sees the whole playing field and really, really seized upon this opportunity. And I, I think it's going to be a really exciting session. One of many really exciting sessions at the event.
0: Wow.
1: I'm excited about that. And we also have a focus on life on a sustainable planet. So we'll have some really engaging conversations around the environment, sustainability. Um, we're bringing in um, a couple of key uh, thinkers in that space. We, here at the Smithsonian, have um, an overarching initiative called Our Shared Future. And we're highlighting one of those initiatives called Reckoning With Our Racial Past. So we'll be able to do a deep dive conversation into you know very real situations that are happening across the nation where some, um, some school systems are challenged by legislation that has been passed that is having a chilling effect on the inclusion of stories around race, gender, and gender identity, and really how educators are grappling with that and how the Smithsonian can be a resource for engaging in that space. And then our last strand is focused on an integrated arts education. So we we really want to focus in on humanities and the importance of arts integration and and what that looks like at a brass tax level.
0: Wow, that and 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 the dates for uh for for the uh the summit, Monique. It's July.
1: We're thirty-eight days away, so. Yeah. July 18th, 19th, and 20th. Registration is open right now. Uh, We still have plenty of space. And so um, we have uh, about 1,200 people who have registered so far. We're working to get to 6,000. So we definitely would welcome um, anyone who wants to join for the whole three days. Or if you just want to pop in for one of the sessions, we'd we'd welcome you and, and love to have you
0: and then of course uh for those folks who may not be able to make the the journey to to DC i mean there, there may be folks in you know in eds neighborhood in nashville that don't want to leave music city i know i i wouldn't want to uh-huh. go anywhere but but um if if they couldn't they can they can access it uh online you said it was hybrid
1: yes they can they can join us online and then we will also archive each session so it will be available um you know if people can't if people are busy on the 18th 19th and 20th they could go back and and look at it um via recording but it will be magical to join us live either online or in person
0: you know i i'm thinking about as 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 i'm as i'm still imagining the faces of kids as as they open their instrument and and see what what you know whether if it's a you know a bass or guitar or ukulele I'm still I'm still kind of I'm still kind of on that 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 image you know and I'm I'm, and I'm thinking also about a young young kid maybe circa circa uh, 1950s early 50s in Seattle Washington who used to carry around a broom Mm -hmm. because that was the closest he could get to having a guitar and and a a a school social worker noticed that and 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 tried to um try to get a guitar for this student it 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 didn't happen uh at first of 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 course i'm talking about Jimi hendrix and and um you know who who exclusively uh you know i think he i think he may have had a a couple of fender guitars right ed you know maybe one or two
2: (laughs) He did. he did he played a couple of concerts in a few small venues
0: (laughs) yeah you know may have set one on fire and you know uh, at a very famous uh concert in 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 monterey and and um you know i I'm, i'm grateful that that he was able to eventually get his hands on a guitar and uh and and he you know, we I, I heard the word innovation mentioned by by both of you, and and you know how he changed the the course of of music. He changed the course of electric guitar. We're still trying to figure him out. I'm sure Ed that there are folks in in. Um, at Fender, that are that are still trying to figure out what 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 did he what what did he do or, or you know how did he do it? I, I'm sure you know, Monique. There are folks that are, that are kind of pouring around uh, you know the archive at, at the Smithsonian, you know, trying to understand Hendrix and playing, you know, what what he did. And, and here's the thing: he 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 his recorded music was in a three year time time span. Three years. Yeah. Um, so I'm grateful for the impact that 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 you're both doing and and that you're both making happen and and i know that um the the national education summit is going to be the catalyst for you know future jimmy Hendrixes. i would be remiss though um if if i didn't ask um just a couple of, of maybe personal music questions i won't get too too much but but uh Monique, what is what is your what is your go to album? What is that album that you or or artist that you put on that that inspires you to do the good work that you do for the for the Smithsonian?
1: <laughs> That's such a good question. And I'm going to be transparent. So I'm going to give I'm going to give my go to right now, which is Lizzo. And, you know, I'm sorry, any Lizzo song that you put on, I feel like I am the most powerful person in the world. So. Lizzo gives me energy, uh, every single day, but I also am a refined person. Uh, and so not that Lizzo is not refined. I I didn't mean to say it that way, but, um, my, one of my favorite artists right now is Gregory Porter, who is a, a jazz musician. And, uh, really when I need to quiet my soul down and, and, and remember my humble beginnings, uh, Gregory Porter helps me do that.
0: Now, now Monique, did you have anything to do with and 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 you mentioned Lizzo just a quick rabbit hole here didn't she play like a real famous flute? <laughs>
1: yes, yes, absolutely uh one of our my colleagues Stacy and I were just talking about that uh that amazing experience yes
0: wow and and was that was that was that James Madison's flute or that who who, who... What was it? Thomas Jefferson's flute?
1: What I have to go. I'm going to Google it right now while Ed is telling us about his. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Amazing. So so Ed, what about you? What What's your what's your go to? You know, you're you're getting ready to go into into that board meeting or that donor meeting or or you're you're uh, you're pulling a, another school district uh, along to you. Um, to help influence kids. What's, what's, what's your album that, that's your go-to that, that inspires you?
2: So I, I, I've got a crazy and eclectic list and, and it was funny. I I sat down with uh, one of my Belmont contemporaries yesterday and we were talking about, uh, she was a touring bluegrass musician starting when she was 14 years old. And again, Mm -hmm. going back to that, those music city roots, uh, when I travel, my go-to, Album is actually the Goat Rodeo Sessions with Yo-Yo Ma. Nice. (laughs) A little out of the blue there, but uh, I think inspiration, George Benson. I love George Benson and his playing. And, you know, I'm a little bit of an old school kind of jazzy guy, too. Uh, But the the beauty of having, you know, my tenure at at Fender, incredible artists like Tyler Bryant, and The Shakedown, The Black Pumas, Daniel Donato I got to see Billy strings and Molly Tuttle just create this incredible joy of, I mean just joyful sound as we were doing some work with the uh acoustic sonic guitar so I I've just been really blessed with being able to connect and see and experience all kinds of amazing musicians but um uh, the black P- black pumas wore them out uh <laughs> and even artists like Rainbow Kitten Surprise. I mean, I just love live music. I love the creativity. I love, you know, talk about getting emotional when someone plays. Uh, one of our students, Jesus, um, he uh, he picked up the guitar. I mean, I, I wanna say he he was through about two of the enrichment summers and like a young Jimi Hendrix, you watch them get inspired and then they, they're on fire with their learning. And the beautiful thing is both with the Fender Play app, uh, with access to YouTube. I mean, this this kid uh, did an Eddie Van Halen song and he started tapping. And I mean, we oh, had man. this video of him playing. This, and it it was well beyond anything we had taught the kids at that point. And wow. just knowing that you've unlocked this incredible talent, this incredible mm-hmm. outlet. Uh, I mean, kids of all ages have something to say Mm -hmm. and, you know, music and the arts and dance and institutions like the Smithsonian, uh, give them room to get inspired. And when they're inspired, they dream when they dream, they make the world a better place. So, um, I've been really, really lucky to be inspired by a lot of incredible musicians, but I think hearing some of the kids, just the joy in their concerts, uh with boys and girls clubs we actually did you know our first summer program with them I and mean, it was literally the the, the first iteration of, of of the Fender play program the kids had just been going after it for probably about four or five weeks it was their first concert it was towards the end of covid we were outside everyone was socially distanced and the kids got to play for their parents wow and you want to talk about getting emotional uh you watch the interaction of the kid after they play, when they run up into the stands that were outside and they're hugging their parents. And you say, this is absolutely the best. They were not that good at that point. (laughs) We (laughs) cheered like it was Jimi Hendrix. Okay. We cheered like it was you too. We, I mean, it was, it was, that is where I get my inspiration and my, you know, just my joy and my passion for equitable access to music and arts education. So, um yeah i find my inspiration in a lot of fun places
0: wow that's an eclectic list um,
2: <laughs> That
0: really is i mean that 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 is you, you just like uh tore up uh unpacked eclecticism and, and took it to a level that that was really that was really inspiring and cool but uh i'll uh i'll take all of that um Monique, did did, uh, did we able to find the answer? I
1: was, you know, as as a trusted source, I have to make sure that I'm giving reliable information. So yes, yeah, yeah. she the, she was at the Library of Congress and she played James Madison's two hundred year old crystal flute. Wow, at the DC concert, and you know, what created a moment that I think people will remember forever. Wow
0: that's uh okay that's oh thank you for sharing that yeah because i knew it was a founding father of 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 some sort and it had only been played it it hadn't i think she's the only other person since he that has played it so
1: it was uh, only one of two plates made and uh, it was custom made from uh for for him so and engraved with his name
0: wow what well, i i don't think I don't think uh, we'll we'll be uh, we'll throwing that around at the uh, at the National Education Summit, right? Uh, so that'll be,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: But but we can so, see Sean, it at
2: the though, right? We, Sean, we Sean, can see it you?
1: at the Smithsonian, right Monique? Or,
0: well, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. would you what 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 you say,
1: Monique? I was going to ask you, Sean. What are your favorite music? Ah, music? yes. Okay. The Beatles. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, there's a little band from 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 Liverpool, <laughs> a little bar band that made it big, um, and and for me, you know, I I, I do get asked because I, I am a bit of a Beatles geek. Um, you know, do do I have a favorite Beetle? I don't. It's all it's all four because I again, you you both talked about, uh, and and you both exemplify the power of collaboration. So and 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 they to me are are the ideal collaborative unit. So, I I have moments in in certain Beatles albums because it's hard for me because I'll you know I might be in a uh, a hard day's night you know phase with the Beatles or I might be in a revolver phase or Sergeant Pepper or or what have you. Um, so in in Beatles in Beatles world right now, um, it, it's t- t- that kind of inspiring thing and I, and I, I do play the song daily is here comes the sun off the Abbey Road album that whole wow. album beginning to end is is about as perfect as you get but there is something about the moment in here comes the sun during the middle part with the hand claps and Paul McCartney and and George Harrison just do these these beautiful hand claps um in in a in an indian um time signature george being um very much involved in, 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 uh, inspired by, uh, Indian music and and culture. So, so that moment, um, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, uh, gosh, that man, Miles Davis to me in a silent way, uh, is, is an album that, that always stirs something within me. Uh, also his sketches of Spain album is, is something mm-hmm. that, that, um, that really get gets me to a, to another place as, as well um coltrane I've been listening to a lot of John Coltrane lately um especially as I get to the end of the school year and and you know when you hit maybe a stressful moment sometimes you need a little like coltrane freeform um or you need that groundedness and um so in in in, in some of the uh his standards albums but his Love Supreme album is 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 to me just kind of a, a a very spiritual um very spiritual album um man duke duke ellington um at the newport um is is a, is another is another album Dave i've been doing a lot of dave brubeck lately uh in in jazz uh stevie wonder anytime i need to feel good about life uh songs in the key of life uh talking book album um vince Garaldi. um wow is another one when when is kind of a go-to for me uh the the guy that scored all the charlie brown uh original charlie brown tv specials but he also has uh, a beautiful beautiful song called um cast your fate to the wind Mm -hmm. um which which was uh covered uh recent not recently years ago by george winston who i just learned the other day we just lost george winston uh the great uh new age uh pianist um and did some beautiful ethereal albums. So, I I have a, an action packed um, kind uh, of playlist of of different things. Um, you know, uh, and it just depends on the mood. I, I'll be in a Steely Dan kind of mood or a James mm-hmm. Brown kind of mood. Uh, but but eclectic, uh, yeah, eclectic, eclectic yeah. There you and, go. You, and, you know, it's
2: beautiful, Sean. That, that list, and I, we, we we see it, and I'm sure Monique sees it. When when kids get inspired at the Smithsonian, but because music is digital these days, what we find is kids enjoy these songs for the first time the same way that we did when we heard them for the first time. Yeah. And I mean, a powerful song is a powerful song. And with you know, the accessibility of the, you know, the world's music library online. I mean, kids are finding inspiration in all genres of music, and it is fun to watch them discover and learn and and reflect themselves into the into the songs and the lyrics and the you know all aspects of of, of this amazing art.
0: That's well well stated, Ed. And and uh, you know, again, music is that universal divine language, and and the Smithsonian is is this kind of you know world or universe and. Um, that that is that is curated and captured and accessible and open also so Monique for that teacher or that principal that uh, is tuning in right now uh, and made, what what's what's a good starting point to to what Ed just said um, what's a good starting point for a teacher or or a principal to kind of enter into the world of the smithsonian you know um and and to discover what's what's there what's it what's what's that entry point
1: yeah i would say that our smithsonian bookways learning pathways is, is a great you know way to start the uh you can think of it kind of as a layered experience and that kind of outermost layer is the pathway which has uh, you know, it's grouped around broad themes like social movements or musical genres or even geographical regions or cultural groups, and then it moves into to lessons, which um are you know maybe historical or social issues or a specific musician, um, and then finally it it moves into unpacking very specific components like uh listening or performing or creating. For you know, even a cultural or historical contextualization. So, um, I would I would really recommend our our folkways learning pathways because it's it's a way in which you can take learning um, or an experience in many different directions that fit into you know fit into a music class. It could fit into social studies or even language arts. And so, we've designed it in a way that's very accessible and, and user friendly.
0: Oh, that's, that's, uh, um, you know, you know, if I was saying principle, I may have been talking about me, um, but, but, um, but that's good. And I'll be sure to add all of the links to the, uh, the national education summit and, um, and defender play and, and to all of those pathways you mentioned in, in the show notes, um, you know, finally, uh, Ed and and Monique, once folks have have walked out of uh, the, the 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 session on Fender and and LAUSD on on the twentieth of July, um, what what do you want a a next step? Where where do you people who attend? What's that next step that you want them to feel or? or to keep the conversation going? what What's what's the outcome that that you both, that, that's your dream?
1: I'll let Ed start.
2: Well, I you know, I think one of the interesting challenges that we have now is what we've done with LA Unified is not necessarily scalable. And mm-hmm. Monique mentioned this. Uh, I mean, the work was done out of the COVID pandemic. They were in our backyard. It, it just facilitated a level of partnership and learning and you know, and and then it inspired the work with Prop 28 so that we can permanently fund music and arts education in California.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I really want educators to walk away firing up their imagination, firing up their inspiration. And again, Monique spoke to this. It's what are the networks in your community? Who are the champions in your community at the city level, at the school level, at the state level? that we can start to rally around to really reverse the 30-year decline in our investment in music and arts education. And we can't do it alone. Uh, We've got a great story to tell. We've got some incredible lessons, uh, but we just can't do that for every kid in the U.S. But if we work together, if we partner, if we seek out those champions in the form of foundations and other musical instrument companies and other advocates of the arts. Uh, We've got to tell them the story that our kids need us to step up to the plate and really revalidate the purpose of of an education. And that is to have kids become active members of their community and participants in our democracy. And that can only happen when we invest in music and arts education, as well as reading, writing, arithmetic, and STEAM and STEM. And it 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 really, really takes a well-rounded education to deliver on, you know, deliver that impact. So I would love for educators to be inspired. I would love their imaginations to be fired up. I would love for them to be just motivated by what the Smithsonian is doing to invest in them and their sense of belonging Mm -hmm. and look to find others to replicate that sense of belonging to kids all across the country. I would love for them to plug back into all the incredible assets of the Smithsonian. And the kids can find inspiration in telling their stories they can find inspiration and in learning about the stories and the amazing history. I, I always always chide Monique that the you know the Smithsonian they are our national keepers of the truth. Yes. At a time where our country needs to know that the truth exists and they can either head on up to the Smithsonian and explore the truth or they can use some of the incredible digital assets at the Smithsonian and really understand what a fact is. But at the end of the day, I want our teachers to feel a sense of belonging, so that they can share that with students, and we can get on this path to educating our kids to be great citizens.
0: Beautifully stated, and and that's that's the gig, right? You know, that's I the mean, gig. If 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 you don't have a sense of belonging, and 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 don't feel that invitation. And and in both of your respective gigs, you both are doing that and making that happen, and being, you know, such a, a, a catalyst for those positive dominoes. I talked about you know if you don't if you don't feel that, and and especially from from an educator standpoint, it education loses, and mm. and society loses, and and the world loses, and and so you you are both doing substantial good and noble work for for others i always conclude um the podcast with just kind of a a, a send off you know of uh you know don't forget to share with the world your dreams and hopes and visions because the world needs them and you help make the world a better place it's kind of a, a little bit of a nod to, to to one of my heroes fred rogers who um is an innovator and 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 he would be all over this uh, if, if he were alive today, but 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 you all are, are helping make the world a, a better place, Monique and Ed, and and I'm very grateful uh for that. And uh, I look forward to uh making the trek up to Washington, DC, for the National Education Summit July 18th through the 20th. Uh, and I'm very grateful for the Smithsonian. Uh, Institute for for making this happen and 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 being that and and highlighting uh, a story such as yours, Ed, with with Fender and LA Unified, um, and and I'm excited uh, to 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 see all of the outcomes that are that are going to come for, from it. But again, I'm I'm just so grateful for you both and uh, and and thankful for you stopping by uh, the Principal Liner Notes podcast.
2: And Sean. Would it be okay if Monique kind of, because I articulated my perhaps long-winded <laughs> no, mission, but I would love to hear because Monique well, is the one who is enabling all of this, and would. Love oh,
0: that's to right. Hear. She, yeah, that's right. She threw the riff to you, and I, I, uh-huh, I got caught yes. up. Yeah, that's right. So
1: it was beautifully said. There was nothing left to say, and I think that uh, that was a mic drop from both of you. But I always have something to say, so I will add. Please, uh-huh.
0: yes. I Good think, call. Good call, I think Ed. Thank I'll just you.
1: Just be real transparent here. You know what I want to do is is change the world. Yes. And I, I think Ed captured it so beautifully. We we really want people to walk away feeling inspired, yes. but also empowered to take mm. action. And you know, I guess the third thing that would round that out is to to know that they have a network of support. Mm. Either if they find that with other participants, or if they find that through the partners that we're highlighting but hopefully they know leaving that the Smithsonian has their back. We're there to support and collaborate with them and we love them. And so anything that they need, we are willing to be able to kind of organize ourselves to address. And so I'll, I'll make no secret about it. I wanna change the world and improve outcomes for students because they are our shared future. So right thank you, on. Sean, for the opportunity to be here with you today.
0: 'm oh, I'm, I'm grateful you. and grateful for you both. and 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 uh, I don't wanna I don't want to leave just yet because change the world is 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 one of the things that's within my core mm. uh, as as an educator and and uh, and as a leader, like that that's my my gig is to be the helper to to help others change the world. And, and, and you, we don't know that, that impact that, you know, there was that one teacher for me, my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. McMonagle, who introduced me to the Beatles yeah. and, and changed everything for me. And I think about that, 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 that little Jimi Hendrix, you know, uh, carrying around a broom and, and, or I think about John Lennon, John Lennon wasn't the best student, but um, you know, when, when, when he was, uh was in high school and, and his, uh, one of his teachers, got him to art school and, and that, that, that helped change, you know, besides Elvis art, art school was, was a big influence and, uh, and savior for, for John Lennon. So, um, art does change the world, right. And, and music changes the world. And and there are so many great intersections that, that, uh, I'm proud to be on, uh, with, with you both. And, uh, Thank you so much for for just an inspiring and and spirited conversation. And I, I, I look forward to the opportunity to um to meeting you uh in person uh next month uh in in Washington, DC.
1: Great. We can't wait to see you. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you, Sean.
0: Thank you, Ed, and thank you, Monique. Mm-hmm. That's it for this episode of the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. A very special and heartfelt thanks to Dr. Monique Chisholm and Ed McGee. I really enjoyed our conversation and I did not want it to end. We probably could have gone another hour. Again, very grateful for those two. If you're interested in learning more, about their work and if some of the things that we talked about regarding the Smithsonian National Education Summit that's coming up on July 18th through the 20th, I will have links to all those things in the show notes. I'll have a link for registration, a link for the full agenda. It really does look like uh, an outstanding education event and I look forward to attending. And if you can't attend in person in Washington, D.C., you can also participate online in the hybrid portion of that event. Again, it's the National Education Summit. It's sponsored by the Smithsonian Institute. It's taking place online and in Washington, D.C., July 18th through the 20th. A splendid time is guaranteed for all as the Beatles sing. Speaking of the Beatles, I am in the midst of celebrating the fifth anniversary of the publication of my book, The Pepper Effect. That book is my love letter to the Beatles in education, and you can pick up a copy of The Pepper Effect on either Amazon or Barnes & Noble, or directly from the publisher, Dave Burgess Consulting, Inc. or support your friendly neighborhood, local, independent bookstore and order a copy. In the next segment, I will be sharing with you about an upcoming guest on the next episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. We have got an action-packed summer with all kinds of friends and bandmates coming onto the podcast as guests. Coming up on the next episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast, I'm excited that Andrea Holsworth is going to be joining me for the upcoming episode of the podcast. Andrea currently serves as the Senior Director of New District Engagement with Project Lead the Way, and we have a far-ranging conversation going from STEM advocacy to her journey as the senior director with the new district engagement team. We talk about collaboration and we even talk about her beloved Kansas City Chiefs. That episode will drop on June the 19th. I hope that you're able to press play or download on that podcast and I look forward to having you join in the conversation with us. As I always sign off in the podcast, It is these words, don't forget to share with the world your dreams, your hopes, your visions, and your ideas because the world needs them and you help make the world a better place. This is the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. This is Sean Gaylord. I'll catch you on the flip side.